Do you guys believe that the moon phases have any kind of power over how you act during the day? Oh, shut up. Man. Shut up. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, I can't even... I thought that was a perfect question for Terry. Oh, <laughs> God. Do you want me to bring it up on someone's app so that they can I tell can. you how the moon is I can't. I've noticed... I've, I tell you what, I, for about six months, I don't know how long it's supposed to be. I've noticed um, commonalities amongst the people that bring this up a lot, and then I've noticed the types of people who are definitely not bringing this all up. They're busy engineering, landing on Mars, high-level software engineers, cracking code, medicine, all that sort of stuff. And then people that sell essential oils on Facebook from MLMs are telling me... <laughs> That it's because I'm a Pisces that I'm this way. Yeah. Are you a Pisces? I am a Pisces, Good yeah. Good to know. That, that, that explains it. I'm noticed by my <laughs> mood understand. swings. My mood swings. See, now I'm defending it. My mood swings, my emotions. I am quite good at like feeling out a room and I can adapt to people very easily. I will typically adapt to other people before they adapt to me. If I'm not adapting to you, take that as a sign that I do not want to adapt to you. Mm. I'm conscious of what I should That's be That's very doing. much Pisces in retrograde energy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dave? Uh, I mean, it's not something I personally prescribe to, but you guys do you. That's fine with me. Uh, I'm not going to say that it isn't a thing, but it isn't to me. So go Man, right that's ahead. a good way of putting it, yeah. to be honest. It's a good way. But also, you got to have some personal responsibility. You can't just blame the moon for being an asshole. <laughs> yes, I can. And yes, I will. <laughs> and yes, you have. And yes, I have. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll say this, not that we've got to drag the cold open out. There's more important things we've got to talk about. But I am getting more and more fascinated by the universe and things all the time. I've noticed when I was a child, I didn't care at all. I did not care. And now I'm like fascinated by things. So uh, we don't know the answers, but you know, there's something going on. Welcome to the It's a Mimic podcast, where you never know what you're going to get. Welcome to another It's a Mimic episode where we continue our conversation on playable classes in Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition. I am Terry and with me today are Megan and Dave and in this episode it's entitled Sorcerers, the magic you store within from your magical origin. I'm very offended by that introduction. <laughs> but People at home are going, the fuck's Megan and Dave? <laughs> but I'm a Libra so I'm allowed to be upset about it. <laughs> oh, all right, we previously covered Sorcerers three other times. The first time way back at the end of year one, we covered the basic Sorcerer class, as well as the Divine Soul, Draconic, and Wild Magic Sorcerers. In the second Sorcerer episode, we covered the Shadow Sorcerer and the Storm Sorcerer, as well as the inspirations for building Sorcerer characters and Xanthar's God for everything, to everything. It's a lot of Sorcerers in this. Yeah, man. <laughs> and the last time we discussed Sorcerers, we dug into the optional rules of Intashes and... The Aberrant Mind, and the Clockwork Soul. In this episode of the It's a Mimic podcast, this panel of Dungeon Masters will be traveling to the new Dragonlands campaign setting in Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. The newest Sorcerer subclass is here, and it might just be the last one we get before the new edition hits. So choose your face carefully and look upward. It's time for the Lunar Sorcerer. Oh, phase carefully. I thought you said choose your face carefully. Oh, phase. Moon phases. Yeah, choose your moon face. I'm with you. My contacts are playing up. It's the end of the day. I've been rubbing my eyes a lot. Like, okay. I, I have a moon phase tattoo across my chest. So. <laughs> I think I know where you land on that one then, yeah. 
Moons, man. Maybe the moon does affect us. But I just think that there's things before that, before I get to the moon. Like, why do I feel so shit today? Is it because it's been raining for three weeks? Is it because of all these other things? Are my dog sick or this or that? No. Seasonal depression, you Seasonal know. Seasonal depression. Nope. Yeah. Moon. Moons. Imagine if one day they proved it. That feels stupid. I mean, moons have effect on your body. Like, sorry, on bodies of water. And your body is made of water. Ooh. Um, yeah, but it's not that acute, though. It's not like... How do you know it's not that acute? Because we have science and we can measure this. If they would be able to measure it within their body, they would go, we're scientists, we've done this before. We can measure it. <laughs> can you look at yourself like you're a scientist? And we're, t- and we're, t- and we're telling you, I'm saying we. <laughs> so I'm in the room. So I'm in the room. So I'm in the room with my clipboard going, right, thank you, doctor. We love it. Okay. I don't know the answer, so I can't give you shit for it. Okay, before we get any deeper into this, uh, let's cut to an ad break. We've previously covered quite a bit in our discussion on player options in 5th edition. For all those episodes and more, you can follow or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and dozens of other podcast apps. If you'd like to support us, you can donate through the website, check out our store, or join our Patreon and get access to other episodes and series. If you'd like to pay for some ad space on It's a Mimic, or just send a shout out to a friend, please reach out to us through our email and website that are listed in the show notes below. This is just a friendly reminder that if you are listening to this on the day it has been released or the day after, so that is... March 14th or March 15th, 2023, then you still have a very little bit of time to get a couple of mailbag questions in before we record it. And for you patrons out there, this week we see another return to the campaign builder where we are wrapping up level six and talking about prophecy. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, team, let's go to this. Uh, before we get to it properly, I want to just give a little refresher for everybody on sorcerers. So sorcerers, as we know, carry a magical birthright uh, bestowed upon them from, from various places, perhaps from like an exotic bloodline, like a draconic bloodline, exposure to an unknown force such as wild magic, uh, may- maybe even an otherworldly influence. Uh, sorcery is never chosen by the one who receives the power. Sorcerers make up for a lack of breadth in their magical capabilities with incredible flexibility in the few spells that they do know. Um, sorcerers gain action to, uh, gain access to something called sorcery points. We've been through it. Dave's going to touch on it later, so I won't go into too much detail on it. But sorcery points essentially allow the uh, sorcerer to to twist the spells that they're using. Um, they use something called meta magic. Sorry, meta magic is, is what allows sorcerers to twist uh, the magic that they're using. Sorcery points is a type of point system that we have because we know we count things in D and D because it's resource management. Because it didn't need it to be any more complicated than it already is. <laughs> pretty simple. <laughs> it is pretty simple. It's pretty. It's only difficult when you're learning D and D all at once. Which yeah. I think why I don't didn't get recommend this. as a first. Well, that's why I don't do a spellcaster first. Every time it's a new edition, it's just a fighter. That's right. See you what build. That's what I did. I did champion fighter into arcane trickster into a cleric. Like that. Yep. I leveled myself up, so to speak. Okay, so in this conversation, this brings us to the eighth and maybe the final subclass for the fifth edition sorcerer. And considering that clerics get fourteen subclasses and wizards get thirteen, let's roll initiative on this. But do you guys think that sorcerers are an afterthought at Wizards of the Coast? <laughs> I mean, that entrance didn't get any bigger. 
I, I forgot which die I, I got knocked to a one. I got a 12. You're both 12. Oh, we're both 12. Oh. Okay. We both act like we're 12. 14. <laughs> That's The people at home don't know that Dave has missed a massive entrance twice in a row. Dave. <laughs> Dave, Banging sorry. off the rim. Uh, so yeah. you're going first, then I'm going to go, and then Megan's going to go. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Alright, do, do I think sorcerers are overlooked? Uh, no, I just think that there's other spellcaster things. Uh, wizards and sorcerers I don't think are that different. I don't think we need more than 22 different kinds episode of them. Episode over. They're the same as wizards. Which a wizards episode. We'll go to the wizards episode, we're done. Well, it's just source, <laughs> like, they're just wizards without books, right? But like jock wizards. <laughs> they also don't really have to like learn anything, so they're just getting by, literally on their own charisma. Really? That's like, what's getting them through life. Well, I mean, you, you look at like barbarian and fighter; like they're very different, right? Like they 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 kind of fill the same niche in the party, but they are like really different than each other because they're your your frontline fighters. Your sorcerers and your wizards are are really almost too similar. You don't right? think fighters and so, barbarians both say? For my second attack, I'll hit him with my sword. <laughs> sure, but then, but then the other, the other I'm classes slice it this yeah. time. <laughs> have enough other stuff to make them interesting. Like sure. the spell cast, the pure spellcasters. You just like that's that's a lot already. That's fair. You don't need more. That's not overlooked. It's. I think I don't think they're they're overlooked. I think it's more likely that it's just harder to come up with re- new reasons uh, for how a sorcerer was imbued with their power without just sounding like you've ripped off warlock patrons or something. Like, how many different ways can we come up with the fact that they just got power by themselves and nothing else? Okay. Yeah, there's only so many times you can tell the Harry Potter story over and over again. Right. Um, and the fact that I was born with magic some way, I was sitting beside a rock and all of a sudden I was magical, you know? Like, I... Yeah. There's so many ways you can come up with... Exactly. I I'm a magical. what? <laughs> I do what now? <laughs> I'm a what? It's not your turn. It's your turn and now you're done. Okay. <laughs> Uh, you're a wizard? <laughs> <laughs> the people at home don't know that when we record these episodes, we're like screeching in from our busy days. We're like, I just, pre- I like messaged the group earlier. I was like, I'm prepping right now as fast as I can. I had to check which episode I was on. Obviously, I've been prepped for days. Um, there are a lot of charisma-based races out there. If we look at the bonuses that were offered before Monsters of the Multiverse, there are some races that were clearly meant to be better fits for sorcerers than others. I'm going to read the list, not including the marks from Eberron, and you choose the one that best fits a sorcerer according to what, according to the law, and then one that you think fits worse. Okay? We'll go with the same initiative order. So, Dave, you're going to be going first. Sure. So, for the plus two charisma modifiers, we have Asimar, Changeling, Half-Elf, Seder, Tiefling, Verdan, and Yanti P- Pureblood. I mean, I think the half elf fits the best. I haven't finished the list. Oh. Hold that answer. No, Mr. Oh, the plus one charisma modifiers. There's the original Dragonborn, the OG Dragonborn, Elf, Lightfoot Halfling, Monster, Kalistar, the Swift Stride Shifter, Tabaxi, Triton. I feel like the elf is the most in <laughs> you know, innately magical one, but the half elf gets more charisma, so it fits better. Mm. Which is kinda that's weird, isn't it? Actually, yeah, I think it's like, I don't think it is that weird, but it, it it on the surface level feels kind of weird. Like elves should be way more charismatic than someone who's half human. Humans are not charismatic, mm. at, you know, compared to elves. Come on, that's true. Well, I mean, we, they have more attitude, right? They can humans. Yes. Yeah, I get. Yeah, yeah, more ad- kind of elves come with it's their the own mortality opinions. nonsense, right? Oh, yeah. I know. I know. It's, we're d- obsessed with our legacy. I must do something in 15 years or else my life was useless. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Compared to ourselves. I'm still like on that. I try not to look at social media. Like the people from back home I haven't seen in like 20 years and like whatever they're doing. I'm like, this girl's got a fucking Range Rover. Anyway, it's fine. 
home. <laughs> so Sometimes I say things and it's like, I forget like who I'm with. Obviously you guys are cool, but it's like, I'm like, this person in my mind would have taken that love from you. I'm sorry we're not living up to expectations no, for you you guys too. are the best, don't worry. Um, okay, uh, it's my turn. No, you have to choose one that you don't like. Oh, one that I don't like? Uh, humans, they suck. You don't think humans would be make sense to be sorcerers? I mean, I guess. Humans make good evil sorcerers because they're, you know, easily, easily corrupted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they they have loose morals. But that would make them good warlocks because then they're corrupted by something. They could. I mean, that's just... It's, that's true. It's splitting hairs. So your it's answers like are not valid, Dave, or... is what we've established. Your oh. answers are not valid. We would like it if you don't <laughs> give any more in the episode. <laughs> Good answers from Dave. Uh, for, <laughs> for me, I think the ones that make the most sense, um, I mean, yeah, like you on T makes sense, I feel like. Uh, tiefling as well is pretty obvious. Um, so I'd probably say the one that makes the most sense, even though it's obvious, is like tiefling. The one that makes the least sense, I would say, is Seder, I guess. Oh, I don't know. Satyrs are like inherently magical, magical characters. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, but that's not like inherently like a lot magical, right? They don't have overwhelming power just because they fucking fell into a pile of mushrooms or something and got wild magic sorcerer. Well, I guess you could argue that you just. You I just. Gave I just. Them I, I know. I know. I know. Man. <laughs> I know. You got, I don't feel like I made it as... <laughs> well, just, I don't I'm think like, any of them are particularly I'm barely hanging on today. It, right? I'm barely hanging on today. I'm you. so okay. tired. I'm like, I've been scheduled minute to minute for well, the past three weeks. So all, all of the all the races you've listed off are all the plus charisma ones. Of course, they're going to be inherently good. No, but we have to choose one from this right? list. From Adam's notes, it says choose one from the list that we don't I know, think but, fits. But what I'm saying is that even the ones that we don't think fit probably fit a little bit. Okay. I don't know why I have Whatever, one. dude. Oh, yeah, all right. Because, like, well, ones that I feel fit would be, like, the Changeling or the Shifter. I feel like they're inherently magical creatures that would probably be imbued with magic at some point in their life. The one that I feel does not fit is the ASMR. And that's just because, in my mind, those are godly creatures that usually will follow something. But isn't that not just divination magic? magic? It doesn't have to be. Sure, it doesn't have to be. But, I mean, the Shifter, that's just, you know, a curse, which I guess is magic. Yeah. All right. I'll give you that one. And then they would want to not be cursed, so they would seek out magic and be like, oh, I'm magical already. It was the magic was within me the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, love it. We're doing really well today, guys. We're so I'm into it. We're so on good. fire. Adam, Adam has such high expectations for all of us, and we show up like, yeah, definitely, <laughs> absolutely. Fuck, I'm great ready idea. To go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready we, to go. We got this. Ready to go. Yeah. I might have hit like a child on the way here, so they were speeding. I was late. <laughs> <laughs> That's now on recording. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> <I know. laughs> I know. Okay, what is another race or lineage that you think would make a better natural sorcerer based on lore and history, like the Githoray being infused with magic from the elemental chaos of Limbo, or the Genasi who have some sort of genie lineage? Dave. Oh, shit. I mean, I... I don't know. Like, a playable race. Uh... Just from lore. We're not talking mechanics here. Just through, it gives you that kind of flavor. I always like the idea of the, the orc mages in the background throwing fireballs and, like, those big raiding battles like like the, the 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 kind of races that are supposed to be a little more brutal and primitive right but still wielding this like almost raw version of the magic right right like that that so appeals the magic to me. is brutal like it's yeah. like hurling flame and stuff yeah it's it's very fundamental i mean when you think of sorcerers you think fireballs and stuff you get into like the finer tuned illusion other side of magic there's more to it but like 
When I'm thinking like orcs and stuff throwing fireballs, and that's what they're doing, right? Like it's sure. Not, it's not fancy stuff. Fireball, yeah. Yeah. An orc sorcerer. Nice. For me, I quite like Janassi. I think it makes sense. Genie heritage. It makes absolute sense. So, yep. Janassi fits. Yeah. I would say anything in the fairy, like the Feywild, like the Eladrin, fairies, like Furbolg, Durgars, like all yep. those things. They have like anything from like even like the Underdark or something like that, I feel would be. Fitting. So anything can be a sorcerer, really, guys. Um, so really there, can. We, there we go. <laughs> That's it. That's the joy of being a sorcerer. Oh, You're just oh. born with it. Okay. <laughs> Especially if you have the dragon blood one. You just you got some dragon in you. There you go. <laughs> Magic. It happens. What is there a race or lineage that makes the least sense to be a sorcerer, Dave? Least sense? Uh, I mean, no. Gnome. Okay. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> No. No. <laughs> no. You've changed your mind. No. No. No longer gnome. Oh. I mean, yes. <laughs> it was never gnome. You're confusing people. No, I just I, I think that any of them can be inherently magical, right? Like it's just well by the rules, but by the laws, you think is anything that that uh, shouldn't be not shouldn't be. No, not really. Okay. I mean, there's things that would seem weird, but like uh, not nothing that like should not be. I would say dwarf. I don't know. Dwarves have spellcasters. Yeah, they do. Now, but listen to my reasoning. Dwarves, why? First of all, they're suspicious. They're proud of their craftsmanship and that idea of earning their skill. They do their 10,000 hours. And where power is bestowed on them, it's, it comes from their... Okay, yes, you might have a dwarf wizard, but it's typically the old trope is like the dwarf cleric, right? The power has been bestowed upon them by their god, which I think is more befitting of their culture. Okay, I agree. If, yeah. if you know, if... Uh, Bruno the dwarf was just born with power, but then his mate Benny is spending 10,000 hours trying to do this statue over here or be a blacksmith. I don't think they'd like it. Yeah, I, I guess I agree. I mean, to that, to that end, I guess halflings as well kind yeah. of scream that to me. They seem like more illusiony kind of magic than, than anything, but. That's true. But yeah, uh, yeah, uh, I'm with you. Megan? Goblins. Is not sorcerer. I would not do a goblin sorcerer, I don't think so. Also, maybe not even kobolds. Yeah, it'd be like a novelty if a goblin was a sorcerer. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah. It'd be very, very special, especially like goblins, kobolds, all your tiny like little little lizard folk. I feel. I don't know. Yeah. True. Agreed. Okay. Uh, any final <laughs> thoughts from anyone before yes, we move and. on? <laughs> yes. Yes. And. <laughs> Adam before to me as well. I'm just gonna keep giving a peek behind the curtain. He was like, Terry, sometimes I know you agree with people. He's like, just give more opinions. Okay, just give more opinions out there. People need to see a different side to you. And then I'm immediately like, Yes, I like your idea. I agree. <laughs> yours yes. is better. Yours is, yours is better than mine. Mine's terrible. I'll never speak again. I'm sh- I don't even know why I'm here. I don't even know why I'm here. I just showed up today. It's my um, first day. But uh, uh, DM2, you're doing the Lunar Sorcerer. Thanks for calling me DM2. I didn't know who it was. It was Megan. My name is Megan. I didn't want to scroll back up. <laughs> On my notes. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to talk about the Lunar Sorcerer. Uh, so this is kind of, we're talking about moons and moon phases today. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about moon phases in the next 10 to 15 to right. 30 minutes, depending on how long we really want to drag this sucker out. So just buckle up for some education. It says 15 minutes in the brackets here, but when <laughs> when do we ever listen to I that? I don't think I've ever listened to whatever We We double it most of the time. Yeah, so suck it. All right. In the Dragonlance book, we get access to the new Lunar Sorcerer, which is basically a sorcerer whose powers are bestowed upon them due to having some kind of connection or reaction to the moon's magic. So some of the books will give you tables that you can roll on that will kind of like give you a reason as to why you have moon magic. But I mean, you can just make it up. Let's be real. Uh, so depending on what world you live on, of course, there are worlds that have multiple moons and there's worlds that have singular moons. There's some that have half moons or what have you. But 
that's not really what impacts your magical abilities. It is actually the moon phases that impact your magical capabilities. So let's dig in. At level one, you gain the lunar embodiment, which is a certain set of spells that you now know as a sorcerer that are active depending on what moon phase you are in. So there are three moon phases repped here, and then, so it's the full moon, the new moon, and the crescent moon. Each moon provides you with a different set of spells that you can use and pop off when you are in that moon phase. How do you know what moon phase you are in? Well, at every long rest, you get to choose what moon phase you are in. And then you can pop off any of those moon spells without expending a spell slot once per long rest. Okay, so it's based on like you, what moon phase you decide, yes. not what the actual no, moon the phase actual. is. No, it's like, the actual. It's like the moon phase within you. Within my soul. Right, yeah. right. I so was it, worried. it doesn't make it worse or better that it is the moon phase you choose. Well, the DM will be happy because if you're like, DM, what moon phase are we in? What moon phase is it? Like, well, that's what I was saying. Is like, do I have to track this now as a DM? My character needs to know what moon phase we're in. What time of day is it? Can I see the moon? <laughs> All right, so I'm going to give you a little bit of an, a sneak peek into what kind of spells you get based on whatever moon you're in. So for full moon, at first level you get shield, third level le- lesser restoration, fifth level dispel magic, seventh level death ward, ninth level rarity's telepathic bond. If you decide to be in new moon, you, at level one you get ray of sickness, level three you get blindness and deafness, fifth level vampiric touch, seventh level confusion, ninth level Hold monster. I'm new moon every day, I think. It sounds like it's definitely my mood. I'm, d- new, moon. <laughs> I'm new moon every day. Uh, then last but not least, you get the crescent moon spells, which at first level is color spray. Third level, alter self. Fifth level, phantom seed. Seventh level, hallucinator- hallucinatory terrain. And then at ninth level, you get mislead. So you can kind of see a theme between those. So like crescent moon is going to be like your trickstery kind of feel. New moon is kind of like your, I'm a person of the darkness. Mm-hmm. And then your full moon is kind of like your protection magic. Oh, DM today. I feel, I'm feeling the darkness today. I'm feeling very protective. Like, so I just really want to be in the darkness. You <laughs> <laughs> kind of sounded like Bellatrix then when you said hey, that. Hey man, I'm well. really good at that. <laughs> I'm like an evil character myself. All right. As well, at first level, you do get what's called Moonfire, which is basically just getting the sacred flame cantrip on top of your regular cantrip spells that you can cast at one target as per normal or two targets that are within five feet of each other. Okay. That's pretty cool. Nice. At sixth level, you get Lunar Boons, which mechanically is, depending on which moon phase you are in, affects the school of metamagic sorcery points that you can spend. You can decrease the spend by one point a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus, which are then regained at the end of a long rest. So it just gives you more sorcery points. Yes, exactly. Because they needed more. Yes. Yeah. Um, but the So each moon phase has a different type of magic that you can affect. So when you're in full moon phase, uh, that's abjuration and divination. If you're in new moon phase, it's evocation and necromancy. And in the crescent moon, it's divination and transmutation. Which one was evocation and necromancy? Uh, new moon. New moon. I'm so new moon. The darkness. Yeah, that's <laughs> I knew it was. And I was hoping that was I think it. we're all digging that one. Yeah. We're all digging new moon? New yeah. moon. New moon. I would, yeah, I'd be new moon every day. <laughs> and then at level six, you gain waxing and waning, which if you guys don't know what that means, it's just the moon phases in between the moon phases. Thank you. I did know that, Dave, as I was schooled in England. But uh, <laughs> Did you learn that in school? Well, you learn about the moon in school, don't you? Like, I don't, it's, it's I don't waxing, think I learned that in school. You didn't learn anything about the moon in school? Not like I. You but, probably you must have heard like when the moon is waxing versus when it's waning. waning. Like, no, no, like don't get me wrong. 
I knew that. I knew waxing and waning. But you don't know if you learned it but within I, I didn't, like, Yeah, it didn't seem like a school thing to me. Oh, no, definitely learned it Well, school. that's the terminology. Okay. Of, of how the moon is He's looking at us like we're crazy. All right. Anyways, what waxing and waning means as a, <laughs> as a six-level sorcerer, it means you can spend a bonus action and a sorcery point to change what moon phase you're in. Okay, just whenever. Yeah, so you yeah, don't have to wait your long rest. You can be like, I am no longer in the darkness. You... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you should change your entire personality, like split personalities, based on moon phase. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I'm going to put that in my creative build. Nobody use it. <laughs> Good to know, because it's already in mine, but that's fine. <laughs> I'm Patricia. Just give each one a different name. Yeah. I am the darkness is new moon. <laughs> All right, at 14th level, you gain lunar empowerment, which is just one more beefed up, more beefed up shit you can do for your moon phases. So in full moon, as bonus action, you can create light in a 10-foot radius that grants advantage on intelligence, investigation, and wisdom perception checks while in that light. In new moon, you get advantage on dex slash stealth checks. And when you're in the darkness, um, attack rolls have disadvantage against you. It just keeps getting better, like new moon all the way. Yeah. I know, right? You just cast magical darkness and then... <laughs> yeah, great. I love it. Uh, in crescent moon, you have resistance to necrotic and radiant damage. We're almost there, fam. At 18th level, you get Lunar Phenomenon. You can now use your Lunar Embodiment as a bonus action, which is basically that spell list. Instead of using it as an action, you can now use them as a bonus action. Or you can pop off your Waxing and Waning ability to change Moon Phases and use the abilities right away. It also adds a bit of a beefed upness to your Moon Phases, so when you're in Moon Phase, you can become glowing like the Moon itself, and everyone in a 30-foot radius makes a con save or be blinded and take radiant damage. In New Moon, you radiate with gloominess and create, and a creature of your choice within 30 feet makes a deck save or take necrotic damage and you turn invisible. Oh, come it just keeps on! on getting better. Come on! <laughs> and then in Crescent Moon, you can teleport yourself 60 feet and even bring along a friend who is within 5 feet of you. You also gain resistance to all damage until the start of your next turn. It doesn't matter if you're invisible. I feel like this is just a warlock with the moon as a patron. That's what I said earlier. Like, how many different things can we come up with before you just seem like a warlock? Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. your magic is going to come from somewhere, even if it's not yeah. within your own soul. Like, this one doesn't feel like it comes from within. This one feels like you are taking it from the moon. Yeah. That's right. But anyways, if you use your bonus action for any of the above, you can all do so. Ag- you can't do so again until you long rest or spend five sorcery points, and you can pop it off again. That, my dear friends, is the Lunar Sorcerer. Pretty fun. Well, one third of it. No, it was pretty good. Okay, let's roll initiative again. <laughs> I don't like this one, so I'm going to use this one. These eighteen. Rudely adjusted to a four. What did I roll? I can't even tell. Which one were you? The, um, this one? You're at eight? eight? And eleven. eleven. Dave's eleven. So I'm Dave's four. first. Dave, what stat slash race slash background clearly synergizes well with this build? Uh, I mean, a moon elf. Right? Well, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it's right there. going to be on the nose. It is right there. It <laughs> yeah. makes absolute sense. Yeah, like, like legit, legit. I mean, it it's just right there. Although I haven't, I don't know what the stats are. Are there any like things that overlap there? I'll ask the question again. What race slash background clearly synergizes well with this build? Moon elf. Yes. Yeah. You did it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a background choice or, or, or too much pressure? Um. Ooh. Ooh. 
I don't know, someone that's probably a little more withdrawn from normal like society. A hermit? hermit? Yeah. 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 yeah I feel like I, I would go the opposite way, where I would want like to be a whole society of these guys. They're definitely like acolytes of some kind. There's yeah. a bunch of them in one place. Or just if you're like glowing when you walk into a room. like Yeah, I feel like they're very hide. full of themselves. People who glow don't hide, Dave. No, they're, they want people to see them. <laughs> But that's why I would go with a fairy type. So I'd do an Eladrin or a fairy or something like that right. with one of these. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like then do it. like a noble background or something. Because I feel like, again, I feel like they're going to be of some kind of nobility in wherever they were born. Mm-hmm. Because they're a special, like, type. I feel like there's arrogance that'll come with this oh, character. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I definitely believe they, they like, ooze arrogance. Or depending on whatever moon phase you're in, you know? Um... You know what? I want something kind of gothy and weird, but it doesn't make sense for Drow because they're underground mostly and like the whole moon thing. So I would go with like a uh, tiefling or something. I don't know. I think I it like wouldn't make sense with the Drow because being in direct sunlight is bad for them. So they would definitely want to be within the moon and the darkness. Sure. Yeah. That's when they would come out. When the moon's it. Okay. I like Drow for it then. Yeah. That was what I was hoping that you would validate. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm happy to deliver for you. Uh, thank you. Yeah. I would go with Drow. I like the idea of the hermit background, which I gave you and then uh, took back. So, yeah. <laughs> but that's because when we talked about how, like, uh, gnomes and dwarves might not be sorcerers, I actually thought the deep gnome, which is the underdark version of gnomes, I thought would fit really nicely. Yeah. For kind of the same reason, where they would only ever come out at nighttime. Dave, in your opinion, what are the strengths of this class when it comes to role-playing this subclass? I think that this character is going to be a party leader. They're going to be able to stand up, speak their mind, and be honest. They're not going to be a background sitting in the back throwing spells. They're going to be up front with their voice. You know what I mean? I, I, I just feel like this is going to be very in, like strong-willed character. Do you think, now obviously how well uh, people you know work as a team depends on the players, but for, for, the, for the characters... Do you think that people would follow this type of sorcerer well? Like, is a wizard going to be is going to be on board with this dude that just naturally got all this power and keeps glowing all the time and now thinks he's the leader? I feel like that they, scientist wizard, like, can you fuck off with your you bullshit? Yeah, I, I feel like they're going to maybe clash on that. Maybe not get along with everybody so well. But uh, I can see this guy, like, being real good friends with a druid. Mm-hmm. You know? Maybe a ranger. That kind of the outdoorsy kind of classes, right? Mm-hmm. I think the strengths of this class for me when it comes to role-playing is that you don't feel pigeonholed either way. Because if you want to go like hermit, sorcerer, and kind of keep to yourself and be very kind of hood up, kind of that kind of bit of an edgelord type thing, not too much, uh, then it works. But if you want to be the way you said and upfront and leading and more outward, it also makes sense as well. I agree. Um, yeah. yeah. So you can play it either way and it would make sense. Yeah. I think you could also play it like I would want to play a little bit slightly insane. Because they always are outside during the dark. Right. And if they're not, like, necessarily an underdark, like, lineage, it would be very interesting to see how that would affect a person. Mm-hmm. That they prefer to be outside during the evening time. And right. they're not really outside during the day. Or if they are, they're uncomfortable and not very talkative, but at nighttime they come alive. Mm-hmm. Right? I feel like this is still, like, a half-step off of the Twilight Cleric, too. Yeah. You know? I thought you were going to say the Twilight series. I'm like, we're not talking about vampires. No, not that new moon. New moon. Not that new moon. No. (laughs) (laughs) That new moon does not pop up as hard as this new moon does. (laughs) It eclipses that one. (laughs) Ah, just. We're trying to move on and forget. Uh, Are there any potential oversights or mechanical imbalances, Dave? Uh, No. I I, I mean, I I don't know. It's, It's... I think it's in line with other sorcerers. Yeah, what they get. I, I think it is too. I think it's gonna be maybe a little more overpowered at higher levels, but 
I mean, that's just spellcasters for you. Yeah, I mean, do I think it's a... Like, yes, but I don't think it's game-breaking. No. Right. I mean, to, uh, could you argue that there's some mechanical imbalances? Yes, you probably could. But to, to your point, you could also kind of do that with sorcerers uh, in general. So it's if there are mechanical imbalances, I don't think it's because of this uh, uh, this build in particular. Yeah, no, the, uh, the access you get to the amount of spells that you have is a little bit a lot. But it's not like you it have is a lot for a sorcerer all the time, right? Right. It's, yeah. You are definitely picking a spell list, and that is what you're going with for the day. The only thing I can think maybe gives it an edge is the the extra sorcery points. Yeah. Yes. Right. But even then, if you also don't get those them, until later in life, because I think that's, that's full fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, no. It's um. Is it what's the to change the moon phase you're in? Yeah, level fourteen, I believe. Okay. Yeah, fourteen. All right. Yeah. Okay, should we do some character builds? Nope, never mind, level 6. Let's okay. take that back. <laughs> time, it was not 14, it was level 6, because that's very different. So. <laughs> that's very different. Yep. <laughs> okay, time to build your character. Mechanics aside, what is an interesting creative build that you would like to use for a lunar sorcerer, assuming you get to play one for an entire campaign? Race, background, backstory, origins, etc. Uh, let's roll for this one. Okay. Let's see who gets to pick New Moon first. <laughs> I'm down to 6, now I'm down to 3. 5. 13. I would want to do, I, I really would want to do a Genasi of some kind, because I feel like they're elemental and very attached to the earth, so I would probably go with a very classic earth Genasi to kind of give you that earth-sky connection sure. for your storyline. Um, and as I mentioned before, I do believe they would travel around in packs and hordes, like it's almost like they find, like, other moon sorcerers find each other and help each other do their research, it's kind of like your hippie colony kind of oh, thing. God. Like... <laughs> And then you can definitely like try and lean into that role playing style, like you're just this big hippy dippy kind of like. I can't do it. As soon as I see a jackfruit, I'm out of there. Yeah, right. but, but I feel like it's like <laughs> I, I find that these ones read to me as like a druid, but not because I feel like they are going to be connected to what's happening in their surroundings, the earth, and all that kind of stuff. They're going to use their spells to like protect something that is of like physical manifestation or being. Right. 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 Yep. What if like, you had a circle of the moon druid in the party that might be like a moon beef or something? Right? <laughs> Moon beef? That nobody else cares moon about. Moon beef. <laughs> yeah. Moon beef. That's where you get the cheese from, the moon cheese. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Moon cheese. Delicious. Delightful. Yeah. But yeah, I would definitely go with a background, like I would do a noble background to give them kind of like that social charisma boost and like make them very much like, a, to your point, like a leader of the party kind of thing. Yeah. Or just a holier than thou kind of character to begin with. So, but yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's tempting. Dave? You know, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> the people listed in this, they're driving to work. They already can't be bothered with their day. They're ready for quick fire, rapid knowledge. Yep. They got a deep sigh but at 6.30 instead, a.m. they got the B team today. They got the B team as they're sat there on Highway 1 or wherever they are, whatever your equivalent is. I mean, well, it's, just, it's just yeah. the one across Canada, isn't it? The, the highway, that's the only one. Yeah, I know, but there's other countries out there. <sighs> there's a dude None that matter. I forget. Listens to this. There's some guy in Sweden as well. There's Hi. a few people in Sweden. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing for roadways over there in Sweden. But... Do you have highways? <laughs> yeah, which is like the most ignorant thing ever. The most ignorant thing ever. Uh, no, but if I was going to do one of these guys, I think I'd probably put the Eberron spin on it, because of course I would. You would. And make them a Kalashtar. Uh, make them uh, probably an Acolyte, because I feel like all of these things can mesh together very well. In my Eberron world, maybe this is where the Kalashtar 
get some of their their power from. I know dream mm. dreams moon. Yeah, like, we're making it work. Yeah, you, like yeah. it's not it's not that big of a leap. I think you could you could we got flesh it. something out real fun. Dreams doing moons. That. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. We're buying candles. The Fey and stuff like that, as I mentioned on a regular basis, that have the ability to like change your mind about things like that and like mind abilities. Mm They'd be really cool with moon stuff too. Mm -hmm. I agree. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm going to go with the the drow that I said. Uh, Drow, lunar sorcerer. I really like it. I said hermit originally. Maybe I wouldn't do it that way because I can't. I'm not very good at playing people, characters that are too withdrawn because I get like. Sometimes I myself am a bit quieter and then I go up and then I go down so I do that throughout the game so I know naturally I'm going to be more boisterous at times so I might have to do it as like a soldier or something um, and they're built to that. be charismatic characters right with That's their the whole point. bonus yeah so. yeah but I mean I guess you don't have to play it necessarily as charismatic if you're doing a hermit you could again go the crazy route of just like you're talkative and an oversharer yeah because you don't know how to act around people yeah yeah you could just be like a dan of sorcerers <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, Dan drives me crazy with his uh, with his anxiety for these things because there's, there's we make fun of, of Dan all the time in a friendly way, people where nobody's bullying him. He's six foot three, so nobody's bullying him. He can him. take us down in a heartbeat if, if he wanted to, which blew my blows my mind all the time. I'm like Dan, if you had worked out for a year, you'd look like Thor. Okay, so just you're fine. But considering Dan. I don't think rarely leaves a room that he hasn't made better. Everybody's glad to have his presence here. He doesn't need this type of social anxiety. Anyway, why are we talking about Dan during Lunar Sorcerers? Do you think we pick more on Dan now than before? I don't even think we pick on Dan the most, to be no, honest. No, I, I think it's equally shared at this point. <laughs> Dave. <laughs> what? Yeah, you get it a lot. I get it. Should I be lot. listening more? I don't get it too much anymore, though. But, uh... But I make fun just... of you a lot if I have to. <laughs> if you have to? <laughs> like, what? If you sense Easy that target, I'm... Right? Easy if target, I'm, yeah. If, <laughs> if you sense that I'm slightly more confident than last time you saw me, that's down. fucking bring this guy <laughs> bring him down, down a, a peg, yeah. yeah like, you're getting a little too boisterous. <laughs> yeah, I need you in yeah. a 9.5. <laughs> <laughs> this 15 Terry needs to settle it down. <laughs> I know. I'll bring it back. Uh, okay, everybody's waiting for me to move on. No, Terry, the room for me to move on. Move on, Dave. There are ten meta magic. Meta magic. Uh, meta- oh, <laughs> there we go. There are ten. There are ten meta magic options for the sorcerer. If we include the optional ones from Tasha's. <clears throat> there are ten meta magic options for the sorcerer if we include the optional ones from Tasha's. And I'm going to go through them. Uh, just that way we can kind of discuss which one's more useful than the others and so on, right? Yes. So let's start off here with uh, the careful spell. Do you guys have you guys ever used meta magic? I've never used meta magic. I've never been a sorcerer in my life. But okay. I I have and I didn't get to use meta magic and I went through this and why not? Real- well, I, I wasn't like high level enough one. level. I was well, meta magic's like third level, isn't I, it? I was like level one. It was, I used it as a one shot character way back when. Who's doing a one shot at level one, you fucking psycho? It was, I, I wasn't running it. Who ran clearly. it? Who ran it? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Jeez. <laughs> you need to give that bitch a piece of our mind. Level one? Yeah. For a one shot? <laughs> well, yeah, it was like when I was first getting into D&D and like and learning D&D? it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a train wreck episode I've been on a long time. <laughs> Thanks, guys. It's the strong Lo- love, love this, love this. Uh, so the careful spell, the first yeah. one. If you cast a spell that makes another creature roll a save, you can spend one sorcery point to make a number of creatures equal to your charisma modifier 
automatically pass. So if you're going to drop a fireball and they have to do a deck save, you can like pick your... Oh, careful! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or carry your characters within range. I'm going to select for you to only take half damage. <laughs> right? <laughs> so it's only one sorcery point, so I think it's kind of... Um, it, like it's it. Do we want to roll to like have opinions on these as we go through each one, or do we want to do it? Like well, you said you're gonna go through. No, no, no. You go through each one. All right, all right. I'll go through each one. Uh, but yeah, I like the the careful spell just because it it's it's cheap, but it it. Wait, let me read what you should have read for the rules. Wait there, Dave. Okay. We can roll initiative and keep the same initiative throughout this section. Think about like. why you might choose each one and what the benefits are, and remember that you only get two at level three, one at level ten, and one at level seventeen. So you have to leave six of these on the table. So as I go, I being you, Dave. You tell me what level you think you should take it at and why, or if you would ignore it completely. Okay, so we're doing careful spell. Roll again. Roll again. We're oh, all we're rolling it. Okay, all right, we're doing all right. it. Okay, all right. okay, okay. Three again. I have a one. Dave uh, got a five. Dave going first with a five. So you, give, five. you read it, give your own opinion on it, and the level that you think you should get it at. And we'll respond. <laughs> Accordingly, yes. Yeah. Uh, so careful spell. Mm. Okay. When you make, oh my god! <laughs> Been through that bit. Fuck. All right. Uh, yeah. No. I, I. I like this one. Just like I said, fireball. You cast it around your people. It. It, it saves them from having to make the save. When are we getting it? Level three, ten, or seventeen? Uh, probably early three. When'd you get fireball? Three. Uh, yeah, but about that I think. Yep. Yeah. So about the same time as when. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Next one, distance yes, spell. Distance spell. Uh, if the spell has a range of five feet or more, the range is doubled. Uh, if the spell range is touched, the distance is now 30 feet, and it costs um, one sorcery point. So you can make anything into a ranged spell, basically? If it's touch. Oh. If it's touch, it goes to 30 feet. That's if it's like shocking grass, that's touch, right? So oh. you can cast that out to 30 feet. So if, if it's range spells? self... It's not your touch, yeah, that would do it. Because some of the some of the best healing spells are touch healing spells. That's right. Yeah. So that's pretty dope if you're playing a healer. Yeah. yeah. Again, I probably want that one at level three. Yeah. Fuck this level three shit. How many do you get at level three? Two one? at level two. Two, two at level we three. We took the first two. Oh great. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing really well. Now, and to keep in mind, just so everybody remembers, we get one sorcery point per level. Yeah. So at level three, you only get three. Okay. Okay, but like still. If I'm a healer, that would be dope. But, I mean, how many sorcerers are healer builds? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Right. I take it back. <laughs> it's still really cool, though. Yeah. You're trying to think of other st- spells that are touch. Mm-hmm. That would be handy. Like vampiric touch. Oh, for fuck's sakes, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, the flavor of that, if you're doing it from distance, like, yeah. they're, they're, like blood just getting sucked out and, like... You can see the life drain you. from them from a distance. <sighs> Hot. Love Dave? It. That's some new moon What's shit next? right there. Empowered spell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, empowered spell, you can spend one sorcery point to re-roll damaged dice. Uh, you can re-roll a number of dice equal to your charisma modifier, but you must use the new rolls. Uh, and you can use this one with other metamagics. Now, the thing with metamagics that I probably should have mentioned before, you can only use one at a time unless it says otherwise. This is the otherwise. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. So yeah, it just so allows I could you do to distance re-roll. spell and empowered spell at the same time. Correct. Whether it costs me sorcery points. Well, or yeah, because you're, you're going to cast a spell first, then you're going to be like, oh well, I mean, shit, I'm going to empower it. I, that's, that's a good question. Would you have to empower it first? I feel like you would have to empower it first, wouldn't you? But, uh, but why this would is based I, on the roll, right? Yeah, but it's based on re-rolling your damage dice. Then why no. would I choose to re-roll before I roll? You would decide after the roll, then. This seems not 
This only seems useful if you get the order right. You would decide after the roll, otherwise... If you want to pop off your point. Because you have no way of knowing... It just seems counterintuitive, because when I cast the spell, would be when I would have to... I would think that I have to put the metamagic aspect on it, right? Mm -hmm. Or could you not not decide to use the metamagic after you've made your roll? Well, I mean, by the time you're rolling, like, it's already happened, right? I feel like it's... I mean, it it doesn't... it, It has to work that way, but... It feels like it shouldn't. I also feel like there's many other ways in this game where you can re-roll your rolls. I feel like this would not be one that I would take. No, probably not. I feel not. like the empowered spell is not that you rolled it and then it did so much damage and then you go, oh, I'm going to re-roll it. Too. That's just the mechanics. I think it was like, it was always the second rolls. It Like in the game, it was always the second rolls. It's just mechanically, we saw the first rolls and then changed it then. Yeah. Yeah. I still wouldn't take this one. This is a no for me, dog. Yeah, same here. I, I wouldn't use it at third level, and it just seems like a waste at later levels. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. not into it. In agreement? No yeah. level. Yeet. Extended spell. <laughs> you can spend one sorcery point to double the spell's duration, but it has to have a minimum duration of one minute. Oh. Okay? And you can only max 24 hours. So you can cast it at, like... It implies to me that you can use this multiple times to extend it, but it can't go further than 24 hours. Right. Okay, I gave you a cap, because that, so that, that, yes, that entails that you could use it multiple times. So you don't just keep doing it forever. Or is yeah. it, or is it just to cover you for spells that cast, that have, like, take a long time to cast, like ritual spells? Well, how? Because you could, you could extend a ritual with this, I would imagine. I'm not sure you can stack it, because you can only use one unless it states. Right? Yeah, I, don't, I don't think you could do it if it's a ritual spell. I feel like it's if it has a casting time. And I take right? it doing the same... But I mean, the ritual casting has a time of... Ten minutes, usually. Which is over a minute, so... That's a casting time, though, not a duration. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, the internet can come yeah. at us in the comments, but I think that if it's a specifically Sorry, yeah. a ritual spell, I don't think it could work on that. Interesting. Regardless, I don't think I would really take this one anyways. I'm not casting a lot of spells that last longer than a minute that that requires me mm-hmm. to concentrate i'm going and full blaster if i'm a sorcerer so it, yeah, yeah. It, it's going to be a spell and it's going to end moving on to the next one yeah that's i want to throw my next fireball or firebolt or whatever exactly so that, that i started blasting exactly <laughs> exactly that uh heightened spell you can spend three sorcery points so this one's like i think the most expensive uh to give disadvantage to a creature on their save to resist the spell so you cast a spell that targets them, they're going to make a charisma save. You can heighten the spell uh, to make them roll a disadvantage. Yeah, I think... Uh, well, what level are you taking this one at? Uh, well, you keep in mind, if you take this at level 3, this is going to be the one thing you can do between... Was it long rest you get your sort of three points back? Yes. Yeah. So and, and it's not. So it's it, that's a hard sell at low level. Yeah. Maybe later on, That's that's... That could be really powerful later on when you're casting ninth level spells that have a, a DC that's super high. You've yeah. got a big bad that you need that you need them to fail to save. Yeah, I think yeah. this would be maybe my like my last one I take. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you know you're coming to the end of your campaign. Or even if like you're at level ten and you know you're probably ending your campaign pretty soon, I would almost take it at level ten as right. well. Yeah, and even then at later levels, that's going to be far more important than getting that extra damage out of an empowered spell or the extra range out of a We distance. already agreed empowered spells are stupid. Exactly, We're, right? No. So, like, it's just, it, it, I think heightens a good top tier. Yeah. Beauty. It's the better version of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, quicken spell. Uh, it's cost two sorcery points to change the casting time from one action to one bonus action. Now, that's super useful if you've got something like Warcaster that allows you to cast more than one spell in a round. Yeah. But, um, 
I think that you pretty much have to stack those together in order to be super useful. What do you guys think? Mm -hmm. Say quick and spell again for me. You can use two sorcery points to change the casting time from one action mm -hmm. to one bonus action. To one bonus action. action. Yeah. Um, I I think it would be better at higher levels. I think I would want it. I think this is my middle tier one. I'm going to say middle tier as well because there's that's when... Combat is never that simple, right? You've got to try and sabotage something or steal something. There's something going on where there may just be a time when you need that action, but you can still cast the spell with your bonus action. Exactly. So yeah. I think, yeah, mid-level, like, level 10. Especially because, like, when you get to higher levels, combat gets more complicated. Everything moves and shifts before your turn happens. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think this gives you kind of that ability as a sorcerer to adapt to the fact that the battlefield has changed. Yep. So. Makes sense. All right, subtle spell. Uh, subtle Seeking sp spell. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna get to the Tasha's one afterwards. I'm okay, gonna, okay. I'm okay. going out of order. Oh, okay. I'm going off script here again. Oh my god. Is that We're okay? Not prepared. Is that okay, DM Terry? <laughs> Let me get my notes. Uh, subtle <laughs> spell. You use one sorcery point, and it allows you to cast without any verbal or somatic component. Oh. Now that there's lots of times when that's important. That is extremely. Yeah, you're absolutely right, and that's a good one to get. I think super early on, third level kind of thing. However, it wasn't very clear. It said. Uh, any verbal or somatic component. So can you burn the one to just do verbal, or is it verbal and somatic? Is oh, it one or the other? Because if the spell is it uses both, both, right? Does it say any one verbal? It says, uh, I, I wrote notes, so I don't have it exactly in front is of me. Is it in Dragonlands? No, it's no. in the PHB. Uh, when you cast a spell, you can spend one sorcery point to cast it without any somatic or verbal components. That's all it does. It doesn't say that it removes or affects any conditions. Blah, 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 blah. So I feel like that's kind of DM, like a verbal yeah. or somatic. It does say or, not and. Yeah, you and know, it would say something like, if it was both, excuse me, it would say something like, without the need for... Do you know how I would get around this as a DM? Is if you want to use both, it costs you two sorcery points. If you want to use one, it costs you one. And you get to pick which one. That's, that's kind of my happy medium there. And it gives it a little more depth, too. Yeah, otherwise it would say without the need for verbal and somatic components. Yeah, it, it would say, say, it would say and if it was going to be both. But I think that, yeah, if you were a DM, depending what level they took this at, I would almost wave it. If you took it at a lower level, I would do and or, like or. Yeah. Um, But if you took it at a higher level and you're rocking up to like your big bad evil guy kind of battle, I'd kind of like, the, I would give it. The downside to it is now you have allowed them to be able to cast spells when their mouth is gagged and their hands are tied. Yeah, man. Yeah, but that's, that's but that's the point of it, though. Yeah. Is it, though? I think so. That's what the ability's for. No, I think it's so that you can subtly charm somebody while you're trying to get information from them. Like, there's definitely multiple uses for it, but yeah. I, I just, I feel like you're, you're making it really, really, really difficult, especially if they take it at third level, to make them not be able to cast that spell. You're going to have to use higher level magic to prevent them to cast the spell. Yeah, but that's the reason that there's a cost to it, and that's the reason that, that it's there. But I don't... Because, again, they only get to get six of these. So if your character... And it's kind of the same thing we said, don't punish your players for picking something that is going to be hyper-specific to their character. If they chose this because they wanted to be that bitch that could sneak out of a, an entrapment because they've been kidnapped, I would let them. Because it's pretty cool. I mean, honestly, I would probably kind of figure out what the player is as well. Yeah. If it was Kyle asking me, absolutely not. Because he is you, going. Kyle. Yeah, because fuck you, Kyle. <laughs> uh, you know what? That's it. Just fuck you, Kyle. <laughs> no, Kyle is going to use that to do things I've never even imagined, and it's going to just make my life a living hell. Yeah. Other players, like Anthony, you bitch, 
Wouldn't wow. do shit with it. Anthony. I don't know Anthony. No, and you guys Anthony. don't know Anthony, but he's a bitch. Um, wow. Is he listening? I don't know. I, I don't know either. They're also pointing. Like, yeah. He's like, in the microphone. I am pointing. I mean it. He's a it's bitch. Like hanging out in that microphone there. Yeah. But yeah, no, he wouldn't do shit with it, so I'd probably let him do that, you know? Fair. Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> See. Scare the shit out of me. Well, man. all that from subtle spell. Um, yeah. I like it. I would take it quite early. I'd take yeah. it early because uh, I think it would be useful. Uh, and it's a reminder that, you know, sometimes DMs go too easy on the whole, the verbal thing. It, I'm talking like volume now. It's like, like, can I whisper the spell and it works? No. You've got to, you've got to bark this thing out here. You're commanding from, from the, the weave. Yeah. From the gut. You're commanding from the weave. You can't be like, you can't do that. Nobody heard that at home. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Twin spell. When a single creature is targeted by a spell and the range for the spell is not self, you can use sorcery points equal to the spell's level to target the second creature. Fuck yeah. That's pretty cool. Immediately. Yeah. Love it. Level one. I would not take that at level one. That's really level expensive. I would, I would do, yeah, 10 or 17. Yeah, it would yeah. be mid to late tier. For Why? Because you don't have a lot of points at low level. How many points does it cost again? Two. Oh, sorry. No, that is wrong. It costs whatever the spell level is. Right, whatever the spell level is. It's going to be lower spells anywhere. First level. I'm blasting this off. I like it. I'd get it early. I mean, I think this one probably fits the mold anywhere. You could take it any time and not really be, have a hindrance. Yeah. I like this one. I like twin cool. spell. Okay, you had two from Tash's. Uh, the, sorry, one more thing about the twin spell. Uh, cantrips do cost one sorcery point because they're not technically a first level. And it costs per level cantrips for one point. All right. Fine. One's from Tash's. Seeking spell. If you miss an attack with a spell, you can use two sorcery points to re-roll the d20... You must use the new roll, and you can use this with other metamagics. So this one you can use with other ones as well. Right? So if you miss with an attack, you get to re-roll, mm. essentially, for two points. So it's another re-roll. I know. I'm just trying to think if I would couple it with something else. Yeah, because if, yeah, if you take this one, then you don't have to take Empowered. You don't have to take... Technically, you wouldn't have to take Heightened. So you could just... When I read this one, I went, oh, this is really cool. And then I started thinking about it, and I, I don't actually think it is. I think it sounds neat, but I'm not sure I would use it that mm -hmm. much. Yeah. Use it to its, like, full capability. Yeah. yeah. I, th I think it's it looks better than it is. Looks good on paper. Yeah. But I'm also, like, looking at most of these. Some of them have, again, there's so many ways to re-roll dice in D&D. &D. Yeah. There are. And anytime you give me an ability to re-roll dice, I'm like, nice. Thanks. Yeah. And, like, this this Seeking spell is neat, but I think there's better metamagics here. Yeah. I agree. Uh, like, Transmuted spell, you can spend one sorcery point to change the damage type of a fire, acid, cold, lightning, poison, or thunder spell to any of those other ones Amazing. that I just listed. So it has to be those ones, but you like you can't switch it to psychic or radiant or necrotic. But so this one would definitely be like um, dependent on the campaign you're in, because not all the time will you be fighting magical beings and magical characters. A lot of the time, sometimes you are just fighting grunts and you know kobolds and blah 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 blah. You're not going to be getting hit by magic on a regular basis. Yeah. So this would definitely be one that you take if you were playing within a magical campaign. Mm -hmm. So I think it would be... But it's awesome. I would take it. Well, yeah, you get to learn that this creature is immune to this kind of damage. Great, I switch it up. Done. Yeah, or like right? if you have an immunity and you get hit by something. then like, Or can you... Sorry, is it change your own? Or yeah, yeah. If, if you're doing fire damage, you can change it to poison yeah, damage. even better. I like the idea of a poison ball instead of a fireball. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I really like the transmute That's spell. Really, or like a lightning ball? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Right? There's all it. the stuff that you were like wishing that they, man, I wish there was lightning ball the whole time. Like, I love it. Oh, there's like, again, there's like a lot of different, like, 
Magical creatures are now, like, immune or whatever to whatever magics it is on a regular basis. Yeah, don't make a poison ball, because everything in D&D is immune to poison. Yeah, I made, the, I made the mistake yeah. of making a poison character, so... Like, <laughs> yay! Yeah. But, I mean, how many times have you come up across a creature that's immune to fire, and your fireball doesn't do anything, but it's the only spell you have that packs that AoE punch, right? Yeah, so you're holding on so, to it because it doesn't do anything. Yeah, well, now I can drop an ice ball. Right? Yeah. It's going to do... Or cold damage, right? Cold it's going to do double damage. That's really cool. Yeah, I like that one. I would probably take that one first, uh, and then use is it, it just all the magical time. damage types, or could I do it like a piercing damage, like a hand grenade? Or no, something? it's only those specific types. Only you... fire, acid, oh yeah, that's cold, right. lightning, poison, and thunder. I yeah. love it. I love it, and I would want to get it early. But I mean, do I want to wait until like mid levels for this though? And is it only? Like, ma- like if you were to do a magical spell, or what if you had, like, a magical sword that had a was imbued with a type of elemental magic? I feel like death. metamagics are specific to spells. I guess. Like, if you were Dragonborn, you wouldn't add it to your fire breath damage, right? But why all the rules, Dave? Why? Uh, because I am a um, adversarial DM, and I like to make people suffer. I like trans. Like you, spell. Anthony! Can I? Do you really need to tell us who Anthony is at some point. Like, uh, yeah. I need to know what this story is. Uh, Has anybody players. else ever seen Anthony? Or is uh, he just in your head? Kyle, he, Anthony plays in our Thursday group. Kyle knows him. Anthony and Kyle grew up in West Van together. Dave, we've told you this. Kyle isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> Shit! It's just Adam. <laughs> uh, no, it's my other personality. You see, I'm a Gemini. I knew it. <laughs> I knew you were a Gemini. Are you really a Gemini? Yeah. I knew it. Yeah. That's no, you didn't. Shut <laughs> up. That's the other thing. I'm a Libra. I knew you were a Libra. I knew it. Joking, I'm a Scorpio. That's not just going to be But I am very Pisces. That's Such the thing. Sagittarius energy that you have going <laughs> on right now. Way too publicly involved. Okay, Dave, can I do... Did you say I can do transmute spell with something else? Uh, no. I can't uh, transmute it and twin it? No, the the Seeking spell and the Empowered spell are the only ones you can double up with. Uh, balls. But, okay, so if you guys were going to pick, you can only get four, what what four do you guys think you'd pick? Uh, you guys want to roll for it? Yeah, let's roll let's for roll it. Let's roll for it. Let's figure it out. Let's yeah. do it. All right. Oh, no, I roll when did you stop throwing like that? I got a four, Three. as is tradition. Terry rolled me a six. <laughs> and now Amazing. I rolled Dave a six. So Dave. Dave, you first. Uh, I would probably go with transmuted and distant at level three, and then probably um, twinned and then heightened. Just to, as your as your ten and your seventeen. Yeah, I, I think that's the way to go. Yeah. Moi. Is, is, is it you or is yeah, it me? Yeah, moi. It's you. Um, I'm doing twin definitely early. I'm getting that in the, like third level. I'm probably probably careful spell early as well because I'll try and be tricksy with that one. What kind of low level spells would you be casting with Twin? <sighs> That's not the question, Dave. Don't make me think. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what's the gonna... restrictions again on Twin? Sorry, Megan. Uh, cantrips cantrips cost one, and it costs one spell point for whatever level spell you are twinning. You no, can... I would do. I would use it low level. Would you? Yeah, well, why not? <laughs> I'm just asking. <laughs> you don't even know either way. You're just like, would you? <laughs> twinned. Dave didn't get this much shit for the ones that he chose. Careful spell and twinned I'm taking early, okay? Okay, fair. I want transmuted spell, but I'll wait a little bit for that. And I want... um Oh, quicken spell's useful. No. Okay. I'm going to go back <laughs> and wow. rethink everything. I'm doing quicken spell and I'm doing twin spell. 
later on, I'm going to take Careful Spell and Transmuted Spell. I thought the Transmuted Spell would be a good early one, just because it allows you to get that damage change so fast. There's nothing that's going to be immune to what you're doing, right? But I just, again, I feel like it's very hyper-specific to whatever campaign you're playing in. It could be. So if I was playing in a magic campaign, I would do Careful Spell and Transmuted Spell early. Because those would be, like, super helpful to be yeah. in a spell world. Yeah. Um, and then at the higher levels, I would do the the twin spell and then probably something like, I don't know, the quicken spell or heightened spell. Like, one of those ones that beefs things up, right? I don't really think I'm going to get to level 17 with a sorcerer, to be honest with you, but that's fine. Um, but if I'm not playing in a magical campaign where magic damage is common, like, I would probably do careful spell and, like, uh, subtle spell. To be along that, that trickstery side kind of thing. Yeah. And then after that, go with something like Quickened and then, I don't know, Twinned after that. What do you guys think about... Um, what do you guys think about the two new Tasha's ones? Seeking Spell and the Transmute Spell. Do we need them or do we not need them? Has seeking it helped? we don't need. Uh, I think Seeking is good in a very specific... For a very specific kind of character. But that's probably not a character I would play. No. Right? Like, it, it, it has a lot of potential. But I think it's one of those things that... Like I said, you would just not end up doing a lot with. Mm-hmm. Right? But uh, Transmuted Spell, I think I would probably take that just about every time. Uh, unless I'm doing, like, some sort of weird illusion-only... Sorcerer kind of thing. Which there are there there are a lot of sorcerers that are very specific to like trick street magic. Yeah, right? and so if I was doing that, I probably wouldn't. But you know, if I'm going to be a high high damage dealing spellcaster, transmuted every time. Yeah, I got to make sure yeah, my damage is landing. That's true, and not just being like fizzled into the air. Or if you do pop off a spell and it fizzles, you're like shit, and then you can rework it, right? Yeah, yeah. Especially if like you idiot. twinned it, and the, f- the first one was fire. Could you make the second one poison? Oh, that's interesting. Oh, no, because they don't stack. You can't do it at the same time. Right, okay. right, yeah, My yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, that's right. yeah no. <clears throat> so the answer is no, you can't. No, Otherwise, you can't. that would be <laughs> Rules as written, it's a no. no. I've never... This is my first Sorcerer's episode, and as we are the B team, we were never supposed to be on this episode anyway. Um, so I, so I, I should ask you guys, all of the stuff that you study for Sorcerers, does this make you prefer Sorcerers over Wizards, or you think you're still going to be a Wizard? Assuming you were going to be a Wizard in the first place. Are we just talking to like magic casters in general? Yeah, casters in general. I'm just saying because the argument usually comes between wizards, wizards and, and sorcerers. sorcerers yeah. Right. I don't think I've ever chosen a wizard over a sorcerer. In fact, I don't think I've ever played a wizard. Like, ever played a wizard. Really? Yeah. How long have you been playing D&D? Like 20 years. 20 years you've never played a wizard. Yeah, I don't I'm going wizard now. I don't even think I've actually rolled up a wizard NPC. I've done like NPC. There's been no wizards in your games for twenty years. I mean, they've been around, but not for me. <laughs> Fuck wizards in particular. That's the message Dave there's, is giving me there's right just now. Better stuff. They're, they've got too many. When I when I compare them to sorcerers, there's a clear winner. So, do you use sorcerers often then, or no? Uh, no, I okay. I don't get to play all the time, and when I do, I like simple characters. I just want to show up, roll and damage, stuff? and yeah. yeah. If I was going to be a uh, caster, it would be a high damage. Throwing fireball. Light shit on fire kind of bit. Yeah, if we're going to be a level three party, I don't really want to be. If you like to roll, if you like to just show up and hit stuff, but occasionally just do uh, tricky things, Arcane Trickster is really fun. I actually am playing Arcane Trickster uh, in my candle. So good. Because you do all the spells that everyone else kind of grows out of. It's like you're like level 14, still casting Bane on everything. It's great. Well, we're, we do on our Thursday group, (laughs) we do Dungeon of the Mad Mage, but when we don't have everybody, we do Candle Keep. We do an episode of Candle Keep. And uh, I've got an Arcane Trickster in that one, and we're working through I'm like, level 9 or so. But we all rolled randomly for races and classes. So I'm the Arcane Trickster, but I'm also the only frontline fighter. We have a cleric 
who can like stand up, but that's Kyle and he DMs when I'm not. So we only get one or the other. We don't normally get both of them. The rest of them are spellcasters of some kind. I think we had like two warlocks. It was ridiculous. But what? oh uh, my god. Yeah, no, like Arcane Trickster, yeah, yeah. A lot of fun. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Sorry, what does um Warcaster get you again? Cast a spell as your opportunity attack. Has anybody ever played a caster not taken that? Yes, but I also feel like the players that have not taken it have just pretended that they did and did it anyways. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, I guess if you're going to do full caster, it makes sense to do it, I suppose. Yeah. Well, especially if you're going to be a blasty, blasty character, lighting shit on fire and stuff, you'd want to do it multiple times, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right, so before we wrap this episode up, let's cut to our last ad break. If you've been inspired by the conversation in this episode, please feel free to reach out and share your creativity and ideas with us and the rest of the community. You can reach us on Facebook and Instagram or on our subreddit at r slash it's a mimic. Also, if you're feeling particularly generous, please follow and subscribe and leave us positive reviews, likes, and comments. Engagement like that helps us pop up on search engines and keep this show running. All right, anybody, any final thoughts or inspirations about what we talked today? Metamagics, lunar sorcerers? Look, I started this episode, I think it was before we went on air. Are we allowed to say on air? I don't know what the terminology is. Before Before we we started recording this. (laughs) (laughs) uh, And I was like, nah, I've never really done a sorcery yet. I'm not that interested. But uh, I'm always always surprised. And I particularly like the, the subclass that Megan talked about there, the lunar sorcerer. Um, so my final thought is, I might play a sorcerer. <laughs> he shook his head if you guys didn't see that. Yeah. How, how, how would they have seen that? <laughs> That's why I'm saying it out loud. Uh, okay. <laughs> I played a druid before Sorcerer, so I can't believe it. You played a druid? Yeah. No, you didn't. I did, yeah. What? I put, like, uh... This was was like was three the, years ago. That was at the <laughs> Adam's evil campaign at Justin's house. Yeah, yeah. Only for a few weeks, but I did oh, play a druid, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Green Dragonborn druid. His name was Slythe Skinner. Yes, and you had your your eagle scout named Tinder. Did no. I really? Oh my yeah, you had, god! Yeah, yeah, I don't remember that, but it does stand up. Yeah, it, it really yeah. does fit the bill. Yeah, no, I, I remember this. Yeah, I've never <laughs> used Tinder. I've never been on Tinder, but yeah, but it still does fit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any final thoughts, Megan? Uh, I feel like the lunar sorcerer was built for me. I feel like I need to play one at some point in my life. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I don't sense. know. I enjoy the flavors of it. I think it's really cool, but I do agree that it does feel more warlocky than it does sorcerer, just because you are, in my mind, taking your power from something. That's right. Um, or it is inflicting or changing your magics based on something. But I That's guess a really interesting distinction. <laughs> like, to, to take your magic as opposed to have it? Yeah. yeah no, so, and like, I guess the, the idea that you can choose what magical moon phase you're in is what kind of brings it back to being a sorcerer, because you are the one choosing your own path. It is yours. It is your magic to control. But, so I would be interested to see what it would be like if you did almost like a... I don't know, kind of like a random magic table of I have to roll a d6 and then every odd even whatever number. It depends on what moon phase I'm in. Just so I can't be overly strategic with it. No moon. There's no, no, you're in the no moon phase. No you, moon phase. You're mundane. Mundane moon phase. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I really like it. I thought that out of the sorcerers I've covered, because I have been on a few of the sorcerer episodes. I was on the one where we did the clockwork one. Hmm. That was pretty cool. But I think this one now tops it for me. I've never played a sorcerer in my life. Maybe once or, like, I don't know. I think I built one once, but never actually played it. Right. But I've done wizards before. So, I don't know. I think if, this, if I was going to do a sorcerer, this would probably be the one that i do. So yeah, that tracks for you, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Beauty. Get us out of here, Megan. All right, so that's all for this uh, part of our discussion on sorcerers in 5th edition. 
Make sure that you subscribe or follow and check back regularly to see what inspirations and insights we'll have for you in the future. Next week, we're going to look at the most dangerous parts of the exploration pillar. Thank you for listening to another episode of the It's a Mimic podcast. If you'd like to support us, we have a donate button on our website at www.itsamimic.com, a store with some It's a Mimic merch, and a Patreon. This episode and others can also be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and most other podcast apps. Thanks again for listening to It's a Mimic, where you never know what you're going to get. Oh, shit. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you never know where you're going to get to. You never know where you're going to get. never know where you're going to get to. That was one fell out the door. You never know where you're going to get. Okay, good night. Okay, good night. <laughs> 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 going to go home and go to bed. This has been an It's Mimic production. Please check the show notes for this episode to see links, time codes, and credits. And don't forget to reach out and share your own inspirations. We killed it. We killed it. That is going to be like a... Just after editing, that'll probably be just under an hour. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, it wasn't that much pauses. What are we at right now? It was twelve minutes. It's well, I think that at the beginning, I think there's about five minutes before we even started. Do you know? Do you know how to do the thing? Yeah, I'm it's still recording right now. <laughs> you, know you have to unmute it. <laughs> I did it. That's it's a done. delicate feminine We're voice. We're good. Are we? How's this? Check. Oh, yeah. This is about all you're going to get. Sorcerers. That's fine. So- love sorcerers. Yeah, do it again. Do I have to? Saying things. Love. Okay, but like actual sorcerers. voices you use when you're... Oh, yeah. Sorcerers. Yeah. I agree, Dave. Sorcerers? Magic. I agree, Dave. Magic and stuff. Let's sorcel some stuff. Oh, my God. Good luck. Uh, I don't know who I support best out of this trio. Um, Terry, what? Terry, good luck. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks, but I'm getting by. Don't act surprised. I'm getting by. <laughs> I am a guest. <laughs> you are, did you say you're a guest? A guest. Yeah. I am a guest. <laughs> I am a guest. <laughs> All right. Come on. Uh, no. <laughs> this is what he gets for bringing on the B team for this episode. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you! So the guys at home, the people at home don't know this, but when we got here, Adam went, you should know I originally had three other people selected <laughs> to do this episode, but none of them were available, so I had to bring you three in. We are the yeah. B team. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks so much. Why are you still here? Leave already.